Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to another episode of the 209 till infinity podcast. As always, you know who it is. It's your boy. DJ Billy A, and to my left is the player in his chair. Why don't you get on that microphone and tell the folks, oh, hell yeah, baby. If you like fishing grits and all that pimp shit, <laughs> yes. let me hear you say, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I stopped in the mall the other day, heard a call from the way that I just came from. Somebody was saying something, talking about, hey, man, you remember me from school? Nah, not really. <laughs> but he kept smiling like a clown, facial expression, looking silly. Hey, speaking of high school, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't, uh, I don't allow, allow seems like <laughs> I do not allow this. I don't add a lot of random people. Sure. Who, through the years, have said friend request, friend request. Right. Right. Um, I added somebody. Okay. Uh, that requested me. Uh-huh. Uh, she's friends with you. She's friends with a couple other people on my page. Okay. Uh, her name is Amy, Amy Crabtree. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I didn't, I, you know, what's funny is like, I have gone down this path now of trying, like, I remember her, but I didn't remember her, right. but everybody was friends with her. And I was like, all right, podcast, you know, we need to, is, you know, maybe she checks it out someday. Maybe she doesn't. I have no idea. Right, right. But she's friends with multiple people that I know. So I just, I added her and it's so funny to see like some people, like you don't know a lot about my life from my social media. Right, right, right. Some people you do. Yes. Like they put a lot out there. I would Absolutely. say that she posts a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, which is great and it's cool if that's who you want to be. Um, but it, it just, it's, it's so interesting to me to see 
just the progression of people sometimes, and I think that's the beauty of social media when it's yes. used in the right ways. Yes, absolutely. Um, I would say that she's pretty positive. And, yes. And uh, inspiring and that kind of person. She's a nurse. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Uh, yeah. I think at in up Jackson at Sutter, I think. I believe. Yeah, I, I, sh- I just see her constantly right. posting in her scrubs, and I know that she's dealing a lot with this whole COVID thing that's going on right now. Which and- made me think, I wonder if she's yeah. ran into my dad. Because uh-huh. he's been in and out of Sutter, uh, the local one, just for basic stuff instead of having to go to Sacramento. So I just, it, it, it's just, it, it, I haven't talked to her. I haven't said a word to her. I haven't yeah. commented on anything, but she just requested to add me. So I let her in and I let her in. Yeah. I, I got her VIP. You back. allowed her into the savage I allowed world. her yes. into <laughs> the lair of Welcome to what I like to refer to as savage's world of social media. Welcome to Savage Land. <laughs> I will be your host for this evening, Mr. <laughs> O'Malley. Music to be <laughs> murdered by. Now, you know what? What's interesting about that is I believe she was your class. I believe she was, she a, was. A, year, a year below me. So I knew her. Uh, we had friends in common, but she's one of those um, people on Facebook who I don't know her, know her. I have lots of friends like that on Facebook. I know of her, know who she was. Um, definitely probably passed her a million times in our small little county, but um, don't know her personally. Right. So, but, and I have a lot of acquaintances like that on social media. That's like, oh dude, we were in English class together or I passed you in the hallway every day or, oh man, you used to come into the restaurant I worked at, but that's about as far as it goes. Right. And that's okay. But now I know she's a nurse and I know she's a great mom and has kids and, and you know, it's cool to see that and congrats, man. It's nice to see what people from the old days are doing and be able to just kind of catch up on that. It's uh, it just, it, it makes me, like I told you before, like I am a social guy. Right. I'm outgoing. Right. But I wasn't as much in high school like i had a lot of friends i had a lot of but i didn't sure like i wasn't like i didn't go to parties i didn't like i right. was you know i mean you put I, the right friends though right but you know, I, you know i mean i lived you know where I, you know where my parents not, live i was not to pop my collar but i'm right. popping my collar here a little bit uh, hello uh you know i was 25 minutes up the hill so like yes you know you don't volcano i didn't live in town i didn't hang out in the taco bell parking lot till i was you know 17 yeah, you know, yeah. A senior sure so i didn't do a lot of that stuff so i didn't know a lot of the people like i knew them but i didn't you know right so absolutely but it's, it was just it was just kind of interesting to me to like you said like just by following you know allowing her into savage land i see that she's a nurse and she's a mom and exactly and she's got a new bow in her life yes or something and, yeah and, and and uh it's cool man like I, I i i literally and and maybe i'm wrong maybe i block shit out but like i don't think i've ever shared more than 100 words with her in my life but no, maybe i have i don't know i think that's social media in general i really do uh you know the people that pop up on my feed constantly are like my wife my kids you my mom dad and my sisters those are the people i interact with on a regular basis who are coming up on my feed regularly pretty much everyone else other than like keith and the guys in the band are just casual acquaintances like there was a point in time where i went through and i cleaned house on my facebook and i probably deleted 60 or 70 people that i just wasn't I didn't see any of their stuff on my feed. They weren't commenting on any of my stuff. And I'm like, I don't really even know this person other than the fact that maybe they went to Amador High School. So what's the point? 
right. I cleaned house and I deleted like 70 to 80 people. And I didn't get any messages like, hey man, what the fuck? What the hell? You know, they didn't miss me. You know what I mean? Like as crazy as that sounds, savages, they did not miss me. What are you gonna do, you know? Hey, so yeah, man, I think that's, I, I would say that probably 70 to 80% of social media is just somebody that you know but you, you can know somebody, but not know somebody. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, man, I think that's what it's for. It's just to connect and see what those people are up to uh, in kind of a lazy way. Like, yeah, I don't want to go knock on your door and, and ask. I just want to kind of know. And oh, look, scroll, 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 done. Good, I'll check in in a few weeks. You know what I mean? Like, right. and, and vice versa. I'm sure a ton of people have done that for me. Oh, I remember Bill. Oh, he's in a podcast. He's still rapping in a band. Same old shit. <laughs> Different year. Same old Bill. Next. Right. It know? just it was just it was yeah. interesting to yeah. me. Like we talked, you know, last year. Yeah. You know, I reconnected with Telly Tell for That's a minute. Right. Yes. Uh, you know, and, and but me and her had a past. We had you know right. a connection. Right. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people like you know if I just you said a random dude from high school and you said so and so I'd be like yeah I wouldn't add that guy. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a little more protective. Oh, 100%. Uh, and when we first started the podcast, I was letting anybody friend me. And then I started realizing a lot of it was like scammers and hackers. And you were like, hey, dude, all of a sudden, this you, dude you, you accepted a friend from is asking me to be a friend now. And I looked into it. And, oh, no, dude, delete that. I'm deleting it. Don't do it. Like, so I had to kind of pump my brakes a little bit. I was so gung-ho to to have people listen to this podcast that i was like wait a minute you can't let everybody into your world like yo no and, that, and I, I told you that i was thinking yeah. about doing a, a separate ig for just because there's people who listen to the podcast or follow the follow the the, the show page that want to add me yeah but that's like they don't need to know my personal stuff they don't need to see my mercy photos and stuff like right, that right. but like if there's if i do like a like a savage one yeah you know that's just show scott yeah 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 I have to admit, I live more through the 209 till infinity Instagram page than my own. I've let my own Instagram page kind of fall to the wayside. Every once in a while, I get notified that somebody liked my page or, or started following me. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. Like, I don't know. And I think because I've let it go and it's getting cobwebs and it's like uh, every once in a while, I try to throw something on there to just try to stay active. I'm getting a lot of like spammy stuff. And like, right. like when you don't do it, like I'm getting all these like, hi, you're handsome. Come talk with me in a private chat room. I'm like, no kiss my ass and get off my page block 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 right, right. you know like i got a shitload of those hey you know somebody some bot in russia that wants to talk to me in a private chat room and mm -hmm, ask mm -hmm. for my credit card information oh yes sir yeah so anyway i don't even remember what you said that made me think of the uh speaking of high school you said i'm not sure why i mentioned I high school now but yeah. that's how we roll here in the 209th infinity baby it don't i was matter. thinking about that yeah. the other day i was like man i'm gonna kind of bring that up you know yeah no it's all good and we did talk someone's gonna be like yo amy yeah. Savage is talking about you. <laughs> She's going to be like, what's a savage? Yeah, and where is that? Hey, as as that? She, if she listens, I'm down. Are yeah. you talking about Scott Bittner? <laughs> Apparently she's from the valley. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, I'm like a nurse. Ew, gross. <laughs> <laughs> Reminder: I haven't talked to this person in no, like 25 have, years. You have no clue what she sounds I, like. Yeah, no. she's a nurse. She doesn't sound like no. that, especially in Amador County. No, that wouldn't fly well. Yeah, Mr. Jenkins, can you come over here? I'm a nurse. Yeah. <laughs> Why does he keep saying that? Time to take your meds. One for you, one for me. Yeah, no, it's not I good. love my job. Yeah. <laughs> I've got the keys to the medicine cabinet. <laughs> yeah, working it on some Percocet. Hello. <laughs> Little Percocet. Yeah. Little perk. <laughs> <laughs>
That's the favorite rapper in the, in the medical calipots. Yeah, he made that uh, that combo album with Lil Zantac, remember? That's right, yes. Yeah, Lil Zantac. Lil Zantac, yeah. that's right. Yeah. No acid, baby, no acid. No, hell no. Hell hey, no. Um, guess what? What, my friend? Old friend. Yes. I'm not saying old because you hurt your ankle no. last week. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, no. Cleaning it's, the toilet. It's feeling better now. Feeling a little better. Yeah. Hey, a week will do that. Yes, it will. Uh, let me tell you what time it is. Are you ready to know what time it is? I'm absolutely ready to know what time it is. It's time for the next lyric of the week. Oh, you nasty. It's time. It's time, and it's and this is my first. It is welcome, welcome. Nasty lyric of the week. So before you start, can I tell you yes. something real quick? Yes, you can. In classic two hundred nine two. We're gonna do this, but before you do that, let me interrupt you. Yes, <laughs> I love it, man. It's what we do. Uh, I'm really proud of that sound clip. No, dude, I said that's an amazing intro, man. You did you put some work in. It's clear since the last time I seen you, you've been doing work. It's 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 cool because I like the way it sounds. And we yes. were able to incorporate Oh You Nasty into oh, it. Oh, dude, that's you know it, yeah. I mean? Yeah, the fact that you called it the Nasty Lyric of the Week. If you didn't put Oh You Nasty in there, I'd that's like, why savage, I did it, you know what I mean? Go back, go back to the drama. I, and I hope that when he heard it last week, he was like, oh, man, that's sick. Yeah. Oh, I guarantee it. He loved oh, it. Sick, he had to. Sick. He had to. Oh, oh, I hope so. So it's my turn now. This yeah, is welcome. my Nasty Lyric of the Week. Oh, you nasty. My first. So here we go. You ready? I'm re so ready. All right, dude. Let me... Uh. <clears throat> Hmm, I gotta get serious. This is serious. So everyone wants to use me, but they must have confused me with somebody who's too weak and you'll have to excuse me and remove me from your list of people you ought to fuck with. You're shit out of luck if I'm the best you come up with because I'm no walk in the park unless it's central after dark and you're a simple ass mark from a pencil to sharp. So stop saying you're hard. Stop saying you're smart because I wrote this script and you just playing your part. And so stay in your ark. You can't hang with the shark. I will swallow you whole for decaying this art. Now you praying for heart. You hear him playing the harp. I'm getting dumb on the drum, making your funeral march. Because this is your procession for choosing the wrong profession. Shoes you never should have stepped in. Will you lose without question? So quit sweating and stressing. And take this one suggestion. Raps on the right, you should take the left. And realize you're destined for a much different path. And neglecting that sign will only end bad. Because I let the shine through my pen and my pad. And you check my rhyme like quest. And you mad. Mm. Woo! And that's... Oh, hell yeah! Man. Thank you. Yes, sir. That is my first lyric of... Nasty the lyric first. of the week. It's time. <laughs> and that was from a track called uh, Feel This. You gotta feel this. Or feel me. Excuse me. It's my own song. I wrote it, and I don't remember the name. Feel me is the name of the song. It's a track called Feel This. No, it's not. No, it's not, Bill. <laughs> Come on now. Um, I, uh, that came directly from, as you can see here, I'm holding it up. No one else can, but you can, Savage. That, I, can, I can see it. Yeah, that came directly from my book of rhymes. It is your book of rhymes with a fancy B and a fancy-ish R. That's <laughs> as, as artsy as I get, man. That's it. So let me let me ask you this: Is there a uh, is there a specific reason that you wanted to use that lyric? Yes. yes. Yeah, there is a specific reason. Um, Tell me more. A few weeks back, I want to say it was two or th uh, our lat one of our prior few weeks ago recording sessions. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned cleaning up Christmas. I did cleaning out your son's room and going into the closet and you found a couple of composition books. I did. I was excited about writing in them. Yeah, it was like a month ago and I haven't written anything. And but you mentioned that you were going to fill them. That was your goal to fill them up and to start writing again. Mm -hmm. 
And I have just recently started a new project. Uh, I'm out of the cover band business now. I was in a cover band called Never Too Late. I'm now in a new project that uh, will remain nameless until we get a little more solid. But we, we are coming up with a name and working on songs. But I've always prided myself, prided myself on uh, remembering my lyrics. Like, I have very little written down. There was one time in my life when I hit about 30 where I had all my lyrics written in notebooks and on paper, just loose, everywhere, random. I hit 30 and my band broke up. I said, you know what, man? I'm done. This is a chapter in my life that's over. And I threw everything away. I threw it all away. And literally, a week or two later, my buddy Keith swings by and goes, hey, man, I got this idea for a band. You down? And I was like, shit. Yeah, every, you know, what's the what's the Godfather line? Every time I'm out, they keep pulling me back in, you know? I, I, so I then had to scramble, but I prided myself at that point on remembering. I remembered all those lyrics. Well, fast forward now, being in this cover band for a few months, and then we stopped and we took a break. And I go back into this new band and they start playing. And Savage, I'll be goddamned if I can't remember these lyrics anymore. Oh. Uh, to the point where I was getting nervous. And then I thought about you and your composition book. So we practiced on a Friday. I went to my little local I own drugstore, picked up a uh, black composition book, and I wrote Book of Rhymes on the front. And I just started to try to rack my brain for anything that I could remember. Any song that I've ever written, any recording I could find, anything off the internet, anything on YouTube, anything that I had on a loose piece of paper in my closet, my goal was to get anything I've ever written ever, ever into this book of rhymes so I'd never forget it again because that's what's happening. Hey, I'm 46. Right. The memory ain't what it used to be. I have not been taking my vitamins too much and I'm getting too much aspartame in my Coke Zero. So the the brain goes, man. That's true. So it's very true. <laughs> I'm hooked on Coke Zero. So um, I let, uh, so I was inspired by you with your composition books um, and I went out, got my composition book and I started to write. And we go about three weeks in between recording sessions. So for three weeks, every night, I would do one or two songs. So I would listen to a recording and write it out or just rack my brain and write it out or find a loose piece of paper with lyrics and write it out, write it out, write it out. And dude, it was so therapeutic, man. I'm so glad that I did that. I'm so glad that you kind of got the ball rolling, got the fire in me lit and then me being forgetful it was so crazy to be writing these songs out for the first time in 20 something years. Um, and all of a sudden this flood of memories came back to what I was thinking the first time I wrote it or what I thought the first time I performed it or the first time that I heard the guitar riff that inspired the lyrics. It was like going back into a time capsule. Um, this is literally, I got in my first band when I was 20. I'm 46. So this is 26 years of my musical history, my musical life um, is in this book. Like literally, dude, like you could see and I. Lots of lyrics, lots of writing. 26 years, man. And it was like such a uh, crazy process. I didn't think when I started it that it would be that big of a deal to me. But as I was rewriting these lyrics, I was just like blown away by the flood of uh, memories. Like it was uh, crazy. And, and it, it's so, I'm so glad I have this. Like eventually I wanna get them all like on like in a computer and save somewhere. Cause this is just pencil, you know, like it, it ain't gonna I, last forever. I have a question. I wanna capsule this forever, man. Like. I have a question. Yeah, shoot. 
might be deeper than you want to go. All right. But yeah. Why did you throw them away? Uh, no, that's a great question. And no, it's not too deep. Um, I was in a band called Soul P. I was in two or three bands prior to Soul P, but Soul P was full my- funky gorilla. Yeah, I was after Soul P. Um, yeah, man. And I was, I was in a band called NNF. Then I was in a band called Defunct. I was in a band called Sap. But then I finally got into Soul P. And Soul P was the first band that we recorded a CD. Was the first band that I did a bunch of multiple live gigs with. We we won a battle of the bands. We got played on college radio. Uh, we got played on uh, like local like battle, uh, local licks. You know, like radio stations playing local songs. I talked about it before. My first serious band that I felt like we had a shot. I really believe Soul P had a shot. We had a CD. We had the talent. We the musicians were talented. We had the energy. We were different. Um, and when that fell apart. Uh, my bass player and my guitar player moved to Colorado. Uh, our keyboard player was like, well, if they're gone, I'm out because I like them. And it was just me and my drummer. And me and my drummer tried to put another band together and just couldn't make it happen. And then my drummer bailed and moved somewhere else and it was just me. And I was putting up flyers and I was putting ads in the buy and sell, trying to put another project together. And I just couldn't make it happen. And I finally hit, hit this wall where I was like, you know what, Bill, you're 30. You're still working in restaurants. It, it, it's probably time to let that dream go. You know, you're not going to get a record deal. You're not going to make money. It's over. So I had this process where I went to the band shack where we recorded and I got my PA and all my equipment out of there. And I had this moment where I just stared at the room where we were there two or three days a week, writing songs, recording. And I broke down and I almost cried. I was like, like angry, anger, tears of anger. Like I was pissed. Like these guys walked out on me. I felt like they abandoned me. Like that's like your family walking out on you, dude. Like we put all this time and all this effort and you're just going to fucking bail on me, dude. Really? Like that? Like I, and it hit me all at once. And then I went home and I took all those lyrics and I put them in the trash. Um, and it was a powerful moment for me, man. It hurt, but I felt like I was moving on and doing the right thing at the time. And then Keith came by literally like a week later and Keith's been my drummer forever. He's my dude, my guy, like we're connected musically in a way that like, uh, I've never been connected with anybody else before. Like every project I've ever done since that day was with him. And I credit him for bringing me back into music because I'd pretty much given up and thrown in the towel. And what I realized is, yeah, I'm probably, I'm never going to get a record deal. I'm never going to make money off music, become famous off of music, but that don't mean you stop. Am I passionate about it? Fuck yeah, I'm passionate about it. Do I need to quit? Hell no. You're going to drag my old ass off that stage before I ever quit. It will never happen again. Well, I was just kind of curious why you... Yeah. Threw them away. Like, you know what I mean? Like maybe throw it. Like I'm the, I'm this guy. Like I don't, I don't throw stuff away. I'm not like a pack rat. No, no. But certain things like throw this in a box. You never know when I want to look at it again. I, you and know, I, that and kind of thing. I like, just was angry. You know what yeah. I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, like, absolutely. And that's kind of what I was yeah. just wondering, you know what I'm saying? You know, like, yeah. and I, and I looked at it as like, I, at that time I looked at it as therapeutic and cathartic, like, all right, time to grow up, get out of the restaurant business, quit dreaming of being a rock star. This is over. You don't need these. So you were having a third life crisis at some point in my thirties. Yeah. I yeah. Guess. So that is not, ha- not, not a midlife. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. that would mean you're going to die at 60. Yeah. Which is, which is <laughs> no, so we're saying, we're saying you're going to die at 90 ish. Yes. So that please. would be a third oh, life crisis. Fingers crossed. Let me hit 90, please. 
I better get back on my diet game if that's happening. I'll tell you what right now. But yeah, man, that's where I was, man. But I'm so glad that you um, you inspire me because much of what I'm just talking about, you write to write, dude. You you not you and I both know we're not going to be famous rappers. It's not likely. It's not a it's not a young man's game. Uh, and it's excuse me, it's a young man's game, not an older man's game. We write and pursue music because we love it, because we're passionate about it. I'm not going after the almighty dollar or the record deal anymore, trying to do it for a career. I'm trying to do it because I love it. And you inspire me uh, because it's something you've kind of recently, more recent, we've discussed it. It's not, this is kind of a newer thing for you. And you've taken to it like a fish out of water, like a fish in water, dude, like, and you're just all over it. And so when I saw you saying you had two books that you wanted to fill, I was like, fuck, I got to get on it. I need to fill some shit up, man. I got, I got more lyrics to write and old lyrics to remember. And that, that's what I spent like literally like three weeks just rewriting these lyrics. One of the things that has been like, I am not like, I'm a person who failure is part of life. I have a sports background. We've right. talked about it. Like, if you're successful in baseball, you can still fail seven out of ten times and be successful. Right, yeah. Um, but if you suck at something, yeah, we're also at that point in our life where, like, yeah, I don't like that feeling. I don't know if I want to do that. Right, yeah. So I will be honest with you. Like, one of the things that has been encouraging to me is my ability to improve. So, yeah. uh, for example... Like you look at me doing a lyric two years ago and me doing that annoyed lyric last week. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like in pocket on the beat. Yeah. Several cadences didn't oh, stop. Three didn't or lose four it, cadences. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think that's been a big part of me being able to follow that is that I'm not sucking at it and I'm being, I'm able to do things a little bit better. And so, right. Um, and it's nice because, you know, every single thing that I've written has been, and this is why I don't have tons of material is sometimes I don't write just to write. Like if I write, there's a purpose, right? right it's right. a feeling or a frustration or, uh, you know, uh, something about something specific. Sure. So, um, but yeah, man, I'm glad that the, that I inspired you, uh, by cleaning out my son's closet. <laughs> you did, man. And, and the crazy thing is, is, is I felt like I got a lot more writing to do. Cause when I was like, yo, this is like literally like 26 years of songs I've written really wasn't that much like i was kind of like wow i've relied a lot because i've changed bands so much and jumped around in different projects i've just rehashed like oh you know what those lyrics from that song will work here or, or man that those lyrics will fit perfect on this beat so there's been less writing and more rehashing so i i may have at some point forgotten more songs than i've written but there's still several in the book but that has also inspired me to write more. Like I want, I want to fill that book up. Like right. I, I don't want this to end like anywhere. It's time for new songs now. Well, let me tell you this, sir. Yeah. We hit a milestone. We sure did. It's fairly big. It, it, yeah. Huge. Not uh, fairly, my ass. It's huge. It's it's a not it, my ass the the milestone excuse me oh, my ass I was like, man you're kind too. of being hard on yourself <laughs> here Bill yeah. 
Uh, you and myself, a.k.a. the co-hosts of the 209 Till Infinity podcast. Yes, sir. The number one podcast in Zimbabwe. Oh, nice. Have we? Are we there? Probably. Okay, I like it. Um, I thought it was Greenland. Well, that's number two. Okay. <laughs> it's right behind the Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, in Greenland? Nice. Yeah. But okay. they really market for Greenland, so... <laughs> I was like, going hard in Greenland. Yeah. yeah. Joe, Joe is really trying to get that Greenland market from uh, the sting and the king. Yes. There yeah. you go. Um, but uh, we uh, hit a very big, but also modest, happy number for us of 5,000 streams. We broke through the 5,000 stream barrier. Yes, yeah. sir. Congratulations. Uh, my Flew friend. through it. Yes, we did. And uh, it happened a little while ago, but we didn't get a chance to talk about it. So no. we wanted to, uh, first and foremost, say thank you. Absolutely. Um, for uh, everybody who listens, has been a part of this uh, journey so far. Um, just like the Hair Club president for men, we are not only podcasters, but we're also fans. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we, I love the show. I look forward to it on Monday, just like everybody else. Yeah. Um, or whatever day you get to it. Yeah. And uh, I just, you know, it's, 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 been, it's been fun. And, and my favorite thing, and we talked about this um, on the anniversary show, is my favorite thing about what we do is people allow us give us the chance and the opportunity to come into their lives for an hour once a week absolutely and uh that i don't take that lightly no and it's it's um it's very it means a lot to me yeah um and i uh i know that i speak for both of us that we appreciate every single one of you oh and uh the fact that when we sat down and we were you know what up iPod world in the kitchen? <laughs> yes. You yes. Know, I did say that, oh, you know, two plus yeah. years ago, yeah. um, to where we are now is just leaps and bounds. And it's, it's great. And, and to think that we did it through the craziest time of our lives. Right. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and there's definitely been some hiccups along the way and, and, uh, you know, having to record on the, on the phone because of, uh, you know, COVID, you yeah. didn't want to be an outlaw and right. And, uh, you know, missed lost episodes and, oh, you know, yeah, I, yeah. You know uh, dropped calls, lost episodes. Yeah, well, yeah, man. You keep pushing forward, man. Yes, you but, do. So anyway, in celebration of our 5,000 streams, yes, you had an idea. I said, look, man, we broke that 5,000 stream barrier. Why don't we in true hip hop fashion do a top five? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to be music. Okay. A top five of your choosing. Okay. I don't tell anything. Anything you want. Top five food. Top five ladies. Top five movies. Oh, oh top whatever. five ladies. Yeah, Trying to get me in trouble, dog. <laughs> oh my god. Keep it juicy, baby. I like the. I like the the, the gossip. Uh, but anyway, yeah. But the, the 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 key with this one is, is I don't tell you what mine's gonna be. You don't tell me what yours is going to be. It's going to be a total surprise, and we spring it on each other the same way we're springing it on the audience. All right. So we keep it fresh for both of us. Got it. So uh, I got a top five. Uh, in true 209 Till Infinity podcast, it's never actually a top five, though. I always, You and I both know now at this point that it's a five with, with, with a strong man coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Your Bobby Jackson. My Bobby Jackson, Action Jackson coming off the bench. So I have a six in honor of our listeners pushing us through the 5,000 stream barrier. Um, I wrestled with this. This was a lot harder than I thought it would be of what to do. I wanted to, what I wanted to do was 
my top five favorite 209 till infinity episodes. But that's like choosing your favorite kid. I definitely have episodes that I love more than others. But goddamn, man, we've recorded a lot of episodes. I started to go through and dig through, and I'm like... Don't worry, Max. We know the truth. Yes, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I decided not against that. And then what I decided to do in the end was... This is, I wanted to do DJ Billy A's top five most criminally slept on albums. Mm. Albums that I just feel uh, don't get the credit they deserve, should have blown up much more than they did, should have been massive and just weren't. And then I thought, damn, you know what? That's a lot to throw five albums at people. Like people aren't going to go and sit through five albums. Like it'd take them forever to do that. So then I thought, what if I pick my favorite track off each one of those albums and do my top six slept on tracks that should have blown up off of top of six albums that should have blown up. So that way, if you like the song, go back and listen to it and check the album. So this is DJ Billy A's top six songs that should have blown up in honor of breaking 5,000 streams. So it was weird to judge this. The way I did it was I put the ones down at the bottom that I feel got a little more shine than so, the ones at the top. So these are, it's not just five or six in general, like they're numbered. They're numbered. Got I, it. I'm going to go six, six to one, but the one that's number six, I feel like got more shine than the one that I have at number one. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Like maybe I still feel like this song should have blown up, but it did get some attention, just not as much as I felt it deserved. So here we go. DJ Billy A's top five songs that should have blown up but for some reason or another, just didn't. So let's start with uh, my number six coming off the bench. Savage, I know you'll be familiar with this one. Uh, love this track. Here we go. Let's just get it started. Everybody but me. Everybody but me. Looking like it's all good, but fuck everybody but me. Everybody but me. And I really wish your brother would. Say fuck everybody but me. Everybody but me. Say fuck everybody, everybody but me, everybody but me, yeah, everybody but me, and we finna go up, everybody but me. Say fuck everybody, and my friend, okay, as if you ain't get the memo. So right there, man, that's my number six. That's everybody but me by Tech Nine with a hook written by Chris Calico uh, and the hook sung by Busy. Now, when you and I saw Tech Live, they did this. This is off of the Storm album. Yes, which is an incredible. Incredible album. And I, I have seen interviews with Tech Nine where he talks about that he really felt this album was going to take him to the next level. But he, he got a lot of blowback from strange people that right. weren't feeling this album. But I feel like this song right here, when I'm feeling myself... When I'm feeling cocky and I'm just really feeling myself, I put this on in the car and I'm like, yeah, nobody can get with me. Everybody out there, nobody can fuck with DJ Billy A. This is that song that makes me feel cocky, makes me feel good. I put it on and I just bob my head. And I don't understand why every club in America isn't bumping everybody but me. And uh, now, granted, when we saw him live, I think he said that this hit like a million views on, on YouTube and it did really well. Um, and Calico was very proud because he wrote the hook. So that's why I have it at number six. This song did well, but I don't understand why every radio station in America wasn't playing this and why this is one of them songs, I don't care if you're 15 or 50. Like, it's just so good. It's so contagious. It's so catchy. 
Right. That's my number six. Everybody but me. Tech Nine. And it's off the Storm album, which I think is a phenomenal album that I felt should have done a lot more than it did. Now, let me ask you this, sir. When you're done with your top six, are yeah. you going to put these all in a playlist and then share it so that everybody can go and listen to them? 100%. Thank you. That's a great idea. I love, I love the way you think. I hadn't thought of that. But I, idea, I sure as hell am now going to do that. Absolutely. All right. So that was number six. Number, number five. five. Number five. Here we go. Baby, don't worry, you know that you got me. Cue Black Thought here in a moment. One of the greatest rappers to do it. Somebody told me that this planet was small. We used to live in the same building on the same floor. And never met before until I'm overseas on tour. And beat this easy This is You Got Me by The Roots. Off of their Things Fall Apart album. This is their third album. This was the, this was the, the album that really kind of broke them through the stratosphere and made people really start to notice. The critics loved it, um, and it did well. But I think when people think The Roots, what do they think of? Uh, Black Thought? Yes, but after that. I don't know what. Jimmy Fallon, The oh, yeah. Tonight Show. I feel like The Roots have gotten more shine since they've been on NBC and, and, and become a, a affiliated with a late night, you know, The Tonight Show, one of the greatest talk shows of all time. This song, uh, what I learned from doing research on this song that I didn't know is the original keyboard player for, for The Roots was Scott Storch. Oh. This is a Scott Storch song. This is He, he was working with, this is supposed to be a Jill Scott track. Scott Storch was in the studio with Jill Scott. The Roots heard this and said, Scott, what the hell are you doing? This is a root. We're getting in the studio and doing this. They bring in Erica Badu. That's Erica Badu on the hook. They bring in Eve, who's also from Philly. This is before she hooked up with... There she is. They bring in Eve on the hook. Uh, or no, excuse me, to, to kind of be the, the female side, the Black Thoughts, boyfriend side of things. I mean, between the Scott Storch music... Erica Badu on that classic hook. Uh, Black Thought just doing what Black Thought does. And then you got a Young Eve. This is one of my favorite hip hop songs of all time. And this did well for The Roots. But I feel like this should have been like number one with a bullet. Like just mm -hmm. massive. And I remember sending this to you once. And you told me, yeah, you Bill, I got to be honest. I'm, I'm not real familiar with The Roots. And I was like, that's a problem. Like this is a song that like in my eyes, everyone should know. So that's 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 number five. You got me by the roots off the Things Fall Apart album. Um, and I, what I did with this was I tried to pick songs that, because there's a lot of songs I love, but I can understand why a mass quantity right. of people wouldn't dig them. I tried to pick songs that I felt like were easily digestible to everyone. Right. And you know that's it. All right. So that was number five. You got me by the roots all the, off the Things Fall Apart album. Number four. You know who this is, Savage. One of your and I's favorites right here. Mm. This is Row Your Boat. Yellow Wolf. Off of the uh, Trial by Fire album. Which is uh, after his incredible um, Love Story album. Slept On album. This is an incredibly slept. Is why I put it in here. I feel like... I don't understand why every radio station in America wasn't playing this. You can me 
think Yellow Wolf has slept on for his hooks. And I believe this is one of the most contagious, catchy hooks in music, period. And eventually it's going to come and you'll hear it. <laughs> the verse is great, too. Remember the verse being this long. <laughs> Here we go, it's coming. So good. I can't tell you how many times I've been in my car beating on the dashboard and screaming these lyrics out at the top of my lungs. Of my lungs. You better save that room for me. Cause I got my own boat. And what am I doing, Savage? Um, I have a guess. I'm doing my own thing. I knew it. I knew it. Yes. That's number four. That's number four. Row Your Boat by Yellow Wolf off the Trial by Fire album. I think one of the biggest problems was when you make an album like Love Story that is the greatest work of your career. It's like when Michael Jackson made Thriller. When Bad comes out, Bad is equally as good, if not better, than Thriller. But when Thriller sells 40 million copies out the gate, nowhere to go but down. And I feel like that's what happened with Trial by Fire. I think people went, God damn, Love Story was so good. This didn't get a fair shake. Plus, Yellow Wolf was in the middle of trying to leave and get, you know, coming off rehab and his drug issues and alcohol issues and trying to leave Shady. A lot of things happening. Um, this song has just enough hip hop for the hip hop heads, just enough rock that it could have been played on rock stations. I mean, just enough, what would you say enough? Uh, there's still enough of Yellow Wolf's country swag in there to, for the Southern people to feel it. Well, I could tell you this, when uh, this came out and we went and saw Yellow Wolf at um, Ace, Ace of Spades, Spades yeah. uh, shortly after this album dropped, um, I had shared on social media that I was gonna go see Yellow Wolf, and I think I shared the Row Your Boat song. Yeah. And two people that I know do not listen to hip hop, right, were like, "I heard that song. I love that track." Like, yo, dude, it's not. It, they were one of them's like a. She listens to like. Like British rock. Kind okay. Of. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not. Not definitely like far from hip hop. There's and a little something in this track for everybody, and I think that's what Yellow Wolf does so well, and he doesn't get the credit for. Like he, it doesn't sound corny when he infuses rock and hip hop and country. It works. That's his genius. Mm -hmm. uh, and this song is. My wife loves Yellow Wolf, and she's not the most massive hip hop head because of his hooks. He's also a hook master. Like, right. She loves Love Story when it comes to the hooks, and then she can sing along, but she knows them. So that's, that's number four. Row Your Boat, Yellow Wolf, Off the Trial by Fire album. All right, here we go. Uh, number three. This is Fall in the Fall by Jelly Roll and Struggle Jennings off Waylon and Willie 2. Not Snuggle Jennings. Not Snuggle. That's no, me. That's, yes. It's one of my all-time favorite well, songs ever. my darkest hour it's my darkest hour if i did you wrong before well i won't do you wrong no more it's all i've ever known it's all i know it's all i know 
baby who's gonna catch you when you fall when you I mean really you can sing this well and then he just drops bars on this track he bars up here he goes some of my sins can't be forgiven house on fire can't leave the kitchen I'm committed motherfuckers can't see the vision meanwhile I can't leave the kitchen I'm committed motherfucker you can't see the vision all right that's number three fall in the fall Waylon and Willie 2 which is my favorite Waylon and Willie album uh, this has uh, this has uh, so many tracks hello darling is on this album but I don't understand why this just didn't play everywhere. Like why everyone didn't know about this song. I think the, the melody's beautiful. The lyrics are incredible. The rapping's amazing. The singing's amazing. You got Struggle Jennings coming in, rapping with that gravelly voice. You got Jelly singing. So yeah, that's number three. Fall in the Fall, Jelly Roll, and Struggle Jennings off of Waylon and Willie 2. I highly recommend it. Super slept on. Hell of a track. Hell of a track, dude. All right, number two. Here we go. This is a song called Kidding Me off Greaves, Winter and the Wolves. Winter and the Wolves is an amazing, amazing, amazing album. And this song was my post-divorce anthem. I don't know anyone who can't relate to this song on some level. You've either been through a breakup, you've, I, I guess there's people who maybe have never experienced a bitter breakup, but I think that's not the norm. Yeah, and this is another one, the hook. I don't understand. Everything I need. Oh, nothing that I need. Excuse me. I used to say that you love me. I used to act like a fool. Oh yeah. But now I hear that you're wondering if the girl I run with is treating me cool. You fucking gotta be kidding me. I mean, come on, man. Who cannot relate to that? I know you and I can. And I guarantee there are millions of other people in the world that this would be an anthem for. I just don't get why you and I went and saw him at a club with maybe 30 other people. Like, I don't understand that. that you know why? Why? Because we're blessed. We are blessed. Oh, dude. I mean, that was amazing. It was amazing. Right? He deserves to be playing in front of thousands. Uh, that, I... I'll tell you this, man. Yeah. Uh, the grief story with us is funny because you originally sent me some grief stuff, and I we've talked about it a couple yes. times. I just wasn't in the place to hear it, right. and I was just like, eh, "It kind of sounds like atmosphere." Yeah. So it's and it's, he does. It's, no, absolutely. Yeah. Which yeah. is why he's on Rhyme Sayers. Yeah. Uh, but it's become a little bit of a running joke. It's sure. funny, especially because I am a massive Greaves guy now. Yeah. So it's been very funny, but. I've got multiple Greaves albums on vinyl. I've got a Greaves beanie. Like, I am a hardcore... I've done Greaves lyrics on this show. Yes, you have. The Winter and the Wolves. Like, this was my anthem when I was going through my shit right now. You yes. can't... It, how can you not? Yeah. When you're, when you're going through it, man. Who hasn't been through a breakup, and then you find out that you're 
ex is wanting to know about who you're with now and kind of checking in and curious about oh, who's what's going on what's he doing now really now you care now you gotta be kidding me like come on man like yeah yeah that's it man and i don't get why this wasn't just blasting out of every car stereo so that's number two kidding me by greaves off the winter and the wolves album uh, dude, Savage and I both highly, highly, highly recommend it. So your number one. This is number one. Number one song. Yes. That is the, the official title of your of your list. Yeah, is is DJ Billy A's top five songs that should have blown but didn't. Your number one song that should have blown. Yes. But didn't. Right. Hit me. As, and I know the str- and you're gonna be proud of me as a strange music fan. Here we go. Okay. Out of Line by Chris Calico. Uh, come on! You can't see me, but my ass is dancing in my chair right now. You can't help it. Get me closer to your number. Am I out of pocket? I mean, come on. If you love Michael Jackson, if you love Prince, Chris Calico embodies that. This album is called Go by Chris Calico on Strange Music. This song is so Prince, like, but at the same time, it's so strange. It's so Chris Calico. It's so him, but he's embodying that Prince vibe and I just love it. And I don't, I played this in the car for my wife a couple weeks back. We went, we went to go grab some lunch and she was like, who is this? And I'm like, this is Chris Calico. It's an album called Go. And she's like, I like this. And I'm like, yes, I, it's it's amazing, isn't it? He's in. She's like, it kind of reminds me a little of John Legend, but he has his own flavor. And I'm like, dude, check this out. And then I fast forwarded to the track Orangutan, where he's just spitting like a thousand miles a minute. Chris Calico uh, is is Tech Nine's hype man, but he's also an artist on Strange Music. He he sings. He raps. He writes songs, he plays instruments. He is one of the most talented people I've ever seen on stage. And I'm so glad that Savage got convinced me to go to a Tech 9 show with him. Now, I wasn't the biggest Tech 9 fan. I have become a bigger fan since, but I think my biggest discovery was Chris Calico and this album. Bold proclamation? Yeah. From old Sav? Yes. Chris Calico is the most talented person I've ever seen on stage. 100 uh shortly ahead of um all of the guys we like are obviously talented. extremely talented of course. but i think he he's a little bit ahead of jelly roll yeah jelly roll can sing and he can and he can obviously rap but chris calico is the most talented dude i have ever seen uh, we saw him sing like this Yes. We saw him rap. We did. We've heard him sing hooks. Absolutely. We've heard him rap hooks. 
and we have heard him ab not sing, sang. Sanging, baby. Oh, 100%. like just like soulful. Like he is the most talented person I have ever seen in person. Yes. Just because of the range of the things that he can do at such a high level. If you've listened to the show, you have heard us say it's criminal how talented he is. I can't do one thing. You get to do all these things yeah. and you're oh, great dude. at them. Yeah, he came out playing the keys and, uh, hey, and 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 doing the talk box where he had the robot voice. Yep. And dude, he just like there was nothing the guy couldn't do. Um, I'll tell you this: when we saw one of the tech shows, um, and and I'll say this also: I know we went to a lot of tech shows. We went to a lot of Yellow Wolf shows. When those guys come around again, I'm going. Yeah, I have missed concerts. Oh, I've had so enough much. of a break that yes. I will be. I, and I think when people finally go to concerts again, yeah, like I don't think Tech's gonna mail it in the first tour. Oh. I don't think Yella's no. gonna mail it in on the first no, tour. No. I think they're gonna come hard. Yeah, and I'm gonna be there. Like, take my money. Yes, I'm ready. I'm so, ready. Uh, and I'll tell you this: like the Chris Calico. Go album, yeah. To me, is like the perfect combination. It's like a little John Legend, like yeah. your wife said. Yeah. It's a little Bruno Mars. Absolutely. Yep. I hear that. It's a little strange music. Yeah. Yeah. I love that album. I definitely I pick it. up Prince vibes. I pick up Michael Jackson, Jackson vibes. Prince vibes. All of I it. could hear some some CeeLo inspiration because CeeLo oh, yeah. sings and oh, raps. Yeah. I, uh, but it's all Chris Calico. Like, there's definitely and everybody's uh, an amalgamation of their of their inspirations. We all become who we are due to some inspiration from someone else down the line, whether it be your parents, a music artist, an athlete, whoever it is. And Chris is, is the sum of all his inspirations channeled through his amazing ability. And and the fact that he almost left Strange Music at one point due to his disappointment to the fact that he felt this album wasn't received the way it should have been. I understand, because when I listen to this album, what more do you want, people? Like, I, I don't know what else you could ask for. Like, Chris Calico, Out of Line is the name of the song. The album is called Go. Please check it out. And thank you. That was my top five plus one coming off the bench. Bravo, bravo. Thank you, my friend. That's uh, top five songs that DJ Billy A can't believe didn't blow up. Well, uh, I'm looking forward to that playlist because I'm not going to lie to you. All of those songs are fantastic. Yeah. And outside of the Root song, which I'm not bashing, no, no. those are all on my playlists or my sure, radar. Sure. As those, a, a lot of those artists are um, artists that you and I just kind of discovered together. Mm -hmm. like, or, you know, saw them for the first time live together. Like, so... I mean, yeah, you know, I, I sent you uh, Greaves, and you know, at first you 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 weren't in the right place to, to get it, but you did get it later on down the line, and you were like, hey, Tech's coming. I'm a big fan. Do you want to go? And I went, and I wasn't on board. I didn't get it, but I got it after seeing him and proceeded to pick up albums and started to dive in. So you and I both discovered Jelly Roll and uh, Struggle Jennings together as Waylon and Willie opening for uh, Yellow Wolf, as we've said so many times. We didn't know these guys existed. Right. We're watching them live, pulling them up on our Spotify, going, who the hell are these guys, and why have I missed the boat? Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping now that all our listeners are feeling the same way, if they aren't already on board, that they're going to jump on board. Well, your top five plus one. Yes, sir. 
in celebration of the 5,000 streams. Yeah. Uh, was very impressive. Nice job. Thank you, my friend. I got to be honest, I I had, uh, when you were like, yo, let's do a top five to celebrate our top five or our 5,000 streams, but it can be anything. And don't tell me. Like, we're going to just like, right. you do yours, I'll do mine, and we'll get there. Right. My mind was all over the place. Like, what do I want to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it, I felt like I went to the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> and all of my favorite foods were in there. Yes. And I was like, what do I want to do? <laughs> there's tacos and spaghetti. And, oh, man, hamburger. Oh, there's tater tots. What do I want? Ooh, tater tots sound good. And give me some tots. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it just, it, it, so I, I, I was like, man, what do I want to do? And I was like, I purposely went away from entertainment. Okay. I went away from music and movies. Okay. So I decided I wanted to do something that was um, obviously important to me because it's sure. my top five or six. Uh, and uh, I decided to go with my four in celebration of our 5,000 streams, yes, my sir. top five or six it's actually six because i added one because i was on the fence about one that's what we do man so i had to put in my bobby jackson if you didn't have six i'd have been disappointed my top six sporting events that i've ever seen in person Ooh, all right or 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 things that i've been at i like in it. person i like it hell yeah dude not on tv right i have physically been there for live me. live all right i'm in so are you ready, sir? I am. Absolutely. <clears throat> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. I need to get that sound bite. Yes, we got to get that in the board. Number six coming off the bench. All right. I was in attendance uh -huh. to see Sir Barry Bonds mm. hit his 73rd homer of the year. Oh, shit. Okay. Which was the last homer of the year he broke the single season home run record. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was there in person with my dad nice. to see the 73rd homer. Yeah. Uh, hit it off the Dodgers, which makes it even better. Yes. I was watching that game on TV. Uh, so that's number six for me. Okay. Uh, number five. Yeah. I was there in person to see Barry Bonds hit his 500th homer. Ooh. Okay. Uh, which was a big milestone. Yeah. Oh, uh, 500 home club is huge. Yeah. <clears throat> it was... Uh, Here's how long ago that was. I have it recorded somewhere on my like mini handy cam. <laughs> okay. Like yeah, there yeah. was no phones and with video cameras. Like yeah, I had it. Yeah, cam. I had it on a little thing and yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. had it on a little tape and I had to transfer it to VHS and yes. So uh, I was there in person. I don't remember who I was there with when okay. I saw Barry Bonds hit his fifth five hundredth homer. Nice. <clears throat> Number four. On the top six sporting events or sporting type events that Savage has seen in person. Okay. The first game, the home opener of the Golden One Center. Ah, nice. Yeah. So the reason that is so important is because if you know anything about the Kings and what they went through, getting a new stadium was quite a debacle. Right. And... Being a season ticket holder for the Kings, I um, am more invested, if you will, mm -hmm. than the average fan. Mm -hmm. Not that the average fan isn't invested in, sure. you know what I mean. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm very much just, you know, a part of this franchise, and I and I and I bleed purple. Yes, especially uh, October through yeah. May. <laughs> um, 
so uh seeing the fr the, the the fruits of the labor of everything and and seeing it become a reality yeah oh, dude was um was um was a um was a big deal to me beautiful beautiful and, and, beautiful and, arena and, man. and my favorite thing about the golden one center is if you know we're not huge we're not la huge we're not new york huge right, right? but you walk into the golden one center yeah and you're like are we in sacramento right like this yeah. is a legit fancy top of the line arena like this place is bad yeah no it's gorgeous man it's man. where it's where that's where it should have been from day one right like and they finally got it and it's amazing for the city just great my number three sporting event that i have seen in person um 2010 mm -hmm. national league championship series mm. game three mm. giants phillies mm -hmm. uh at pack bell park or oracle park or right. whatever they called it was at&t AT park yeah 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 uh uh, SBC Park. Right. It's yeah. been like 12 names. Yes. Because people, I don't know why. Yeah. Money. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> the uh, the Giants, it was the 2010, was the magical year. They won their first title. Uh, they weren't even supposed to be there. They won the uh, division on the last day of the season against the mm. the um, Padres. Yes. Uh, I remember then, that. Then they played the Braves. They weren't supposed to beat the Braves. Then they beat the Braves. Yeah, and then they played the Phillies, the big bad Phillies with Chase Utley and Ryan Howard, and they were not supposed to beat the Phillies. Roy Halladay, and the first two games were in Philadelphia, and we, the Giants, went in and put it on them. Yes, they did. Put it on them. Yeah, right. C Cody Ross, Ross's boss, was hitting homers off of Roy Halladay two in one game. I was at Buffalo Wild Wings with a group of people, going insane. My buddy Stan Montalvo, aka uh, a whole new experience, right? Uh, asked if I wanted to go to the game. I bought the ticket from him. I went with him. We went to the game three. We're upper deck, right field or left field line, mm. and uh, we watched my favorite giant of the last probably twenty years, Matt Cain, mm -hmm. uh, just throw an absolute gem and shut down the Padre or the Phillies to win. Mm. And it was such an electric atmosphere. Yeah. And being a part of that. And like, I think for me, like, I felt pretty good when when we won in Philly. But then when we came home and we and seeing that at home and watching it in person, like I was like, right. I started to feel something yeah. magical. We can do this. Like this yeah. is real, dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know? So that was uh, the torture season, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dude, I can remember some of those games. And I'm an A's fan, and I can remember them turning my stomach, going like, God damn, why is it's got to be so damn close? Because I was rooting for them. So if you're an A's fan and was turning your stomach, what I was know, that doing were, to you Savage? Were, you were dying. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were getting out the Pepto, going oh, like, uh, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Giants just won the weekend series. I'm spitting blood, but yeah. good stuff. <laughs> exactly. Man. Uh, you know, and they just the cast of characters. You know, Brian Wilson was just, yes. you know, uh, yeah. just so many guys, dude. Just... Uh, so what was that, his nickname, Brian Wilson? Uh, probably. I'm not yeah, not top of my head. I don't, I don't think, remember uh, either. My kids loved him. My sons uh, are big so that was fans. number three. My number two uh, um, sports thing that I've seen in person um, was 
And when I get to one, man, you might see the cavalry tears just Okay. All right. All right. It's, it's going to it's that it's that it's important. It's that good. All right. This one's too. Uh was the first home opener mm -hmm. at Arco mm. after Vivek Ranadive bought the Kings and we didn't lose them. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Because they were gone. They sure were. Yeah. They were going to Seattle. Yeah. This the sale had happened. The Maloofs had already approved, sold, and the league stepped in and said, No. Yeah. That's not happening. Right. Because the fan base, the city, they fought for this team. Yeah. And it was a grassroots campaign mm -hmm. to save the Kings. Yeah. And me and my buddy Eddie were like, yo, if we make it, we're getting season tickets. We're going to support this team because he's a Laker fan. Yeah. And he wanted basketball, the NBA, close to him so he could take his boys. Right, right. He's a Laker fan who's a season ticket holder for the Kings because we're supporting our local team. Right. Even though he's not a fan of the team. That's awesome. Yeah. And so... Being in that stadium and hearing him come out, Vivek Ranadive, and the place is packed. There's just so much energy. There's so much emotion. I got grown men to my left and women to my right and kids, and people are teary-eyed. Mm. And this dude comes out and says, place is going nuts. And all you can hear him say is, this is your team. Yeah. And yeah. it just, you know. Dude. Oh, I bet that was insane. It was. Yeah. Uh, besides number one, which you're about to hear, the yeah. most emotion that I've ever felt yeah. in a place. I see it on your face. Man. And yeah. uh, absolutely. When you know, like when you almost lose something. Yeah. Right? And I know it's just a sports team. It's just you know what I mean. Yeah. But like, for some people, like that's important, man. Like it's a part of your life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and to to go through that fight and to to realize like they're not going anywhere and like let's go baby right you know what i mean it yeah. was a it was a it was an emotional thing and it was it was really really good man nice that's a great one <clears throat> so which brings us to number one sports thing that i have ever seen in my life okay in person all right are you ready i am monday mm. october 9th mm. 1989 october 9th good day 12.07, 12.07 local time. Mm -hmm. Candlestick Park, mm. 62,084 people in attendance. Mm -hmm. The 1989 National League Championship Series, San Francisco Giants versus the Chicago Cubs. Nice. Jesse Higgins is not going to want to hear this. No, no, he's not. He probably hated me. Yeah. I don't even know, know me when I was 12, almost 13. Yeah. Giants. Haven't been to the World Series in how long? Lost to the Cardinals in 87. Haven't been a good team. 89, right? Yeah. This is this is uh, you know, this this is the team. We got we got Kevin Mitchell, Will Clark, Robbie Thompson, Candy Maldonado, right? Right. Like all these guys, guys that you've heard, Brett Butler, Jose Uribe, yes. right? all these giant legends. Right. Steve Bedrock Bedrosian. Right, going up against the Chicago Cubs, your your Mark Graces, your Andre Dawson, Sean Dunstan, right, Mitch Williams, Jerome, Walt, Ryan Sandberg, mm. legend, Hall mm -hmm. of Famer. Mm -hmm. I got his baseball card. I bet you do. I, I wouldn't do. doubt it. Yeah. Right. And uh, it, I was twelve, almost thirteen. Game five. Somehow, the game. Somehow, 
My dad got tickets. Mm. Giants were up 3-1 in the series. Cubs were trying to get it back to Chicago. Right. Right? Eighth inning, it's 1-1. One one. Yeah. Um. Robbie Thompson draws a walk. Okay. The, the pitcher then walks two guys in a row. Mm. Two outs in the inning, in the eighth. Possibly the kid, the the possibly the Cubs gonna try to send the series back to Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're if you got the lead, the last thing you want to do is go back no. to Chicago for two yeah, games because because no. anything can happen, yeah. right? Candy Maldonado with two outs, pinch hits for Rick Russell, walks, and then the next two guys, Brett Butler and Robbie Thompson, both draw walks off of the starting pitcher Mike Belecki. Don Zimmer comes out. Pulls him out, brings in Mitch Williams. Wild thing. Uh, right? Big Mitch Williams, wild yeah. thing, big lefty, right? Lefty versus lefty to go against Will Clark. Yeah. Right? Then this happens. Because um this is so this is for me the um hold on one sec. Of course, timing is everything. So again. It's one-to-one. Bases are loaded. Two outs. Right. 12, almost 13-year-old Scott. Right? Right. Mitch Williams. Bases loaded. Will Clark. Here we go. Mitch Williams is on the mound. Will Clark. Line drive. Base hit. In comes one. In comes Butler. Going to third. Thompson, three to one, San Francisco. I have never in my life felt more emotion in my body Mm. than that right there. I bet, man. I was 62, on the edge of my seat listening. 62,000 people. Look behind me. What do I got on that wall? Nothing but Giants. Framed, yeah. signed, Will Clark jersey. Yeah. That was my hero. Oh, yeah. I swing like him. And my guy singles up the middle to probably send the Giants to the World Series. Right. Sitting there with my dad. Right? Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, big moment. That's man. it right there, man. Number one sports thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, dude, I you know, and I I'm fighting off cavalry tears I right now. I can see it, dude. No, and I was on the you know because I didn't remember. I remember that series, but I didn't remember that. So you retelling it? I'm sitting here like you. Nobody can see me, but I've like got my arms on the table and I'm listening like with bated breath. Like, what's going to happen? What's going? I didn't know. Like, so that's like that was like hearing it for the first time, and I, I could see the emotion on you, and I could see how important that was to you. You know what, man? Sp- sports. It's you shared that moment with your father. Mm-hmm. You know, I got so many great memories of going to A's games with my dad and and him talking about the Dodgers and telling me stories growing up as a kid playing little league. That's what it's all about, man. Like, it's not, it's not, granted, what happened on that field was amazing. But when you share a moment like that with a father or a friend or your girl or whatever, it's just there's something that you can't, you can't match that. Like, it's amazing. That feeling is the culmination of so many things. 
I'm sitting at this playoff. I'm 12 years old. I'm almost 13. I don't really grasp the seriousness. heaviness and yeah. the seriousness of what's going on. I know if the giant, I'm, I'm 12. I know the importance. And if we win this game, we're going to the World Series. I understand how big that is. But as a kid, it's 12 years old. I see Dodger fans who keep winning and I see the A's are good and all of these, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. The Giants, outside of 87, the Giants have been bad my entire life. Right. And right. I was that kid where baseball was everything to me. Right. I played wiffle ball in my driveway for hours and hours and hours with my brothers and my sister and neighborhood kids and by myself and right. and played Little League my entire life. And, like, baseball was life. I was that kid that while... People were playing video games or doing whatever. I was in my room. I had the if the Giants game was on the radio. Yeah. I was ten years old listening to Hank Greenberg. Yeah. Hank Greenwald, on the radio. Nice. As a ten year old listening yeah. to the Giants game on the radio. Crazy dude. Like I planned yeah. my life. Oh, the Giants are on TV today. Like at eleven. Like the Giants play at one. I yeah. want to watch the Giants game. Like because that you know if I wasn't in school or whatever. Sure. Like, of course. But like during summers, like that was me. So right. the culmination of all those hours collecting baseball cards and baseball stickers and playing Little League and, and, right. and playing wiffle ball and playing with my dad and playing catch with my dad and watching my, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like you, you're a kid. Like you talk about like making your dad proud is such a big yeah. thing to guys. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like, and I was no different. Like I always wanted to make my dad proud on the field. Sure. And I probably did just by being out there you know what i mean but like right. you want to be great so that you're you know sure you know so all of those things and to see there and then just the overall emotion of watching my favorite player get the hit in this it's the first time in my life i can remember like you know when you're in such a stressful situation, you can feel it in the back of your throat? Oh, yeah. That's the first time I ever can remember feeling that much tension. And and and, and then it happened. Yeah. And just overall euphoria. 62,000 yeah. people going insane. And watching my dad go insane. Yeah. And me crying as a 12-year-old because my bet, my favorite player just got the biggest hit and then you because you're so young you're overwhelmed with all the emotion that's right. going on right right right, right. I, it's it, i i can literally right now 30 years plus later feel it right thinking about it sure so, absolutely i could see it yeah that's my uh that's my list man that's Those... my top six yes. uh um i feel like i that you know you brought it pretty good yeah I feel like I brought it pretty good. Oh, dude, that dude, amazing, man! I I, I love that you went a different direction, because my biggest fear was I've, initially I was going to do something with movies, and I thought that's too easy. And then I was going to do the albums, but I thought that's too much. So then I did songs, and I thought, what if Savage does songs too, and we do some of the same songs? So I love your angle, and I think, hey, congratulations to you, my friend, for breaking five thousand streams. Uh, in a little over two years and thank you to everyone for listening i hope you enjoyed this go uh you know reliving those amazing sports moments with savage and and getting some new music to hopefully check out and support uh and uh and we'll keep giving you this content because we love you guys and we appreciate you and uh we couldn't do it without you i, I know this uh i'm we're gonna the, the only problem with doing something good yeah 
is people expect that kind of level right. of stuff. Yeah. So when we hit 10,000 streams, we're going to have to step it up, man. <laughs> that top 10 is going to be, you have to be really impressive. Yeah. yeah. But Absolutely. at some point we're going to have to stop, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to get to like, you know, 30,000 streams and be like, oh, here's my top 30 list. <laughs> we're going to bring in Casey Kasem. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the top 30 spread over the next five episodes. Yeah, it's going to be a continuation episode. Yeah, man. So, uh, man, that was fun. Uh, yes. I, uh, I really like your list. Uh, make sure you get that playlist set up so we can get that and share it out to people. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for allowing me to uh, do my thing with my list. Uh, for sure. And I enjoyed uh, it. I really, uh, I you know, what's funny is I, uh, I had that, that, that uh, clip queued up. Yeah, and then I was like, it when if when like he was starting to set like, Vin Scully wasn't saying anything, and I was yeah. like, oh crap, did I get the wrong one? Or no audio? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he hit it, and he's like, Clark singles up the middle, and I yeah. was like, whew. But that was so cool to hear it too. Yeah. <laughs> oh right? man, yeah, I could totally see the you reliving that oh, right there man. in the moment. Yeah, it was powerful, man. And man. I I felt like I was reliving it for the first time because I I just vaguely remember that. So yeah. Well, I know this. Like, hopefully that's some good radio or some good podcast uh, listening. And I know that uh, I know the Mad Cyclone. I know that the Mariposa Mahler, uh, Sweet Tea, all Giants fans are gonna really appreciate that. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully if you're a if you're a sports fan, you'll appreciate that as well. Hundred percent. So oh, absolutely. All right, man. Well, thank you very much. Uh, here's to the next 5,000. Yes, sir. Uh, I appreciate you. Appreciate our listeners. Absolutely. Get us out of here. In the immortal words of my man, George Clinton, anything good is nasty, but it ain't good unless you play with it. So go out there and have some fun, my people. And until the next time, we will see you in the 209. Thank every single one of y'all. Thank y'all. We love you. Peace.